From the over-the-top studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas, Boulder Ballets. Wow, we're not going to call this Boulder Ballets the Nutcracker anymore because we need to come up with a title for this show. Boulder Ballet Live. There we go. Love it. Uh, and we are visiting today with Boulder Ballet's director, Anna Claire. Anna, it's great to see you. Great to see you again, too. Let's do a little wrap-up of the Nutcracker. I mean, you really created magic yet again. Do you have the same feeling you're in, you're out? Yes and no. I actually never get sick of the Nutcracker, but this year, and I know this is going to sound really strange, but this year... As I was sitting in the audience on Sunday in Longmont, I sat there and was like, wow, this is really magical. This is something special. And so it, there you go. Well, it <laughs> is. And was it more special for you this year because your daughter was actually a guest performer? Um, maybe, maybe. she. Um, it's obviously I enjoy watching her dance and I love having her home. So that probably added to it. I don't, I can't tell you actually why, why it seemed different this year. I mean, it's got to be so special for the children that, I mean, this could be their first performance and they get to be in front of, a, I mean, it's, it's more than a recital. Oh yeah. No, it is. It's, it's uh, usually the, the mice and plumettes, it's they're usually their first year. And so the enthusiasm walking into that studio the first time for battle scene rehearsal is just amazing i come out just vibrating because they're so excited it's just contagious and i love hearing that from you because talking with the company dancers they get that same sense of energy from the children as well oh i bet no it's way contagious i mean you cannot leave that studio without a smile on your face and a spring in your step. You just can't. It's impossible. So how do you build on that? How do you go into the next performance after finishing Nutcracker? Oh, easy. You just, it's a new performance. It's new people. It's new energy. It's just all new. I'm choreographing Wizard of Oz right now, and I've done that two other times, but it's totally new because it's new dancers and new, it's all fresh. So no time to be sad about a performance coming to an end because well, you go true. right into the next. <laughs> that's that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And choreographing Wizard of Oz again, how do you do that? I, I'd really like to get inside your head right now and, and get into choreography some because you change it every year. Well, you have to. Um, for instance, the first year I did the Wizard of Oz, I had three male students who were the scarecrow, the tin man, and the lion. And then Dorothy, of course, was female. So there was a lot of partnering that was available to do. The second time I did it, I didn't have the male students. So all the, you know, the scarecrow and stuff were females. So that would take out the partnering aspect, for instance. So that had to be different. And also you just have different munchkins. The kids like in level 3A, could be different in 2016 than they were in 2009 or whatever. So you just go with, and the numbers. We take whoever signs up for Storybook, and I've had Storybooks where there's like 85 people. And you just take them all and put them in, and then, so there's number numbers. You're playing with a lot of different numbers. It's actually, it's, I guess that's why it stays fresh. It's always new because there's different numbers, different dancers, different 
everything. I mean, this sounds to me like writing a symphony where every <laughs> instrument has its own uh, piece. And here you're having to choreograph all these different dancers of different ages, different abilities. How do you get that in your head? Do you visualize it? I, I'm just really um, curious. I, I do visualize it. I will give you, a, for instance, the rainbows, the first year I choreographed it, I had like 90 kids. So I had some very small rainbows who were not on point and they would just swing, you know, rainbows on sticks. And then I also had a bunch of really advanced girls on point. So then I had like two different rainbows. So then I had rainbows also on point. So this year I don't have the same number. So I don't know that I'll have two different rainbows. I haven't gotten to that part yet. So it is just a, a work in progress. It with is. And then as you're visualizing it, do you suddenly just think, that's it, I got it? Yes and no. Because I would think you <laughs> could have that perfect, well, vision in your, in your mind, and then the dancers come out and it just doesn't work. That's exactly right. And um, I have to say that I've been doing choreography and working with kids long enough because I used to think if I went in and gave them a step, I would have to keep that step no matter how bad it looked because I didn't want to confuse them or say, no, that was bad and it's not how you did it. It's how I choreographed it and start over. But I've gotten over that. I can now go into the studio and I put something together and I go, no, that's not right. It's not how you're doing it. It's how I put it together, but it's not right. So we're starting over and they just go, okay, fine. So it's not as traumatic as I thought it would be. So storybook rehearsals begin after the Christmas break, but you also have another performance coming up that's actually going to take place sooner than storybook, I think, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, Stepping Out 2017 is our company show, contemporary company show. That takes place in February. And how does that work? Well, the company rehearses Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So they've, we've all been, been rehearsing, uh, stepping out for a while. Like oh, you have? Mm -hmm, we, they know a couple snippets from Light Fandango and also my new Prokofiev piece. So we have been rehearsing already. And how do you select that? Do you come up with the music? Do you pick it out and then you have to choreograph it as well? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> Light Fandango is a piece that we did in 2007 that we're bringing back. It's a very, very fun, lighthearted piece. And I felt that given the atmosphere in the world that we needed some light, fun stuff. So we decided to do Light Fandango and then this Prokofiev um, symphony. It's called the First Symphony. I don't know if you've heard it. It's amazing. But it's called classical in quotations because it's very humorous and very lighthearted. And so it's it's perfect a, to get out of the winter doldrums and just to get out of the world atmosphere right now and just have fun. Now you've really got me with tons of questions uh -oh. churning in the head. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Because classical music, but it's contemporary. How do you well, combine it's the not, two? It's not, I mean, he is contemporary. He's more contemporary than like Tchaikovsky, but it's, um, it's humorous and... So I take the ballet um, vocabulary, because that's where I come from is ballet. But I put in, well, for instance, the first part of this symphony sounds like balls. 
And so I was going to have the company like throw balls and juggle and bounce balls. And I thought, no, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to have the girls, the girls be the balls. So I literally have the girls being thrown in the air with from guy to guy. Um, so they're the balls. And it's then the second piece uh, is I, I swear it sounds like gossipers, like women gossiping. So I have women gossiping. Pick a little, talk a little. Yeah. <laughs> now, with women being thrown back and forth, is is this something, you know, I, I wouldn't have you do something I wouldn't do. <laughs> um, I don't know that I've ever been thrown. Actually, I don't know. I probably have. But I've, I've done it with, um, like, the lion jumped into people. He didn't get thrown, but he jumped into... Um, the scarecrow's arms, for instance. So Wizard of Oz. Scared. Yeah, he's scared. So um, I've done it with the school kids. So I thought if the school kids can do it, company kids can do it too. Now, stepping out is all company. Yes. Although we do have four apprentices. So it's larger group this year, which is really fun. It's very exciting. And does that get confusing for you as a director to be doing two pieces at once? No. No, although I'm really excited about stepping out because I asked my son if he would help me choreograph. He's really a dynamite choreographer, extremely musical. And he actually said yes. So we've been playing around in the kitchen a couple days, um, and he's helping me out. It's it's a, a blast. Is your daughter going to be taking part in stepping no, out? No, no, no. She's okay. back at ABT. Oh, she's already gone. Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to get back to storybook as well is uh, The Wizard of Oz, the book is very different than the movie, which I believe most people are more familiar with. Does it follow the movie script or does it follow the book? It more or less follows the movie script. Although we do, no, I don't I don't know. It's probably a mix. It is. Yeah. Because, yeah, I was thinking, I mean, the book gets so much more involved and there's so many more characters and, I mean, really takes a, a completely different turn. Right, and we're not adding any characters. No, we're not. And I do have to say, Amy Ernest, the um, assistant school director, is helping me. So we're, which this is a new thing I've never done. We're divvying up the scenes. Oh, you are? She's choreographing some, and I'm choreographing and rehearsing others. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it comes out. It'll be fun. Now, where can people get some more information about stepping out? On our website. Oh, okay. Boulderballet.org. <laughs> I think it's up, and I actually think tickets are on sale already, so that's pretty cool. Because it's coming up mid-February? Yeah, like the 17th, 18th, that weekend. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I thought it was the 17th, and Storybook is March? March 13th, around that weekend. And are any of the company dancers involved with Storybook, or is oh, that see, really I, I for the students? I can't tell you because oh, I'm you actually can't. hoping one of them will, but I haven't asked him yet. <laughs> So don't go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I look forward to doing many more of these with you and the uh, dancers from Boulder Ballet. Anna Claire, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, George, and happy holidays, everybody. From the Over the Top Studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. 
I'm Ned Fulmer. And I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. <laughs> I don't. We talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to go back here, I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, 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 ACAST recommends. recommends.